Holy Prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. O send that thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me into thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. Continuing on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 139 on page 514. O Lord, thou search me out and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts long before. Thou art about my path and about my bed and art acquainted with all my ways. For lo, there is not a word in my tongue, but thou, O Lord, knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful and excellent for me. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go then from thy spirit, or whither shall I go then from thy presence? If I climb up into heaven, thou art there. If I go down to hell, thou art there also. If I take the wings of the morning and remains in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there also shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, peradventure the darkness shall cover me, then shall my night be turned to day. Yea, the darkness is no darkness with thee, but the night is as clear as the day. The darkness and light to thee are both alike. For my reins are thine. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks unto thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My bones are not hid from thee though I be made secretly and fashioned beneath in the earth. 
Thine eyes did see my substance yet being imperfect, and in thy book were all my members written. Which day by day were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How dear are thy counsels unto me, O God! O oh, how great is the sum of them! If I tell them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake up, I am present with thee. Wilt thou not slay the wicked, O God? Depart from me, ye bloodthirsty men. For they speak unrighteously against thee, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am I not greed with those that rise up against thee? Yea, I hate them right sore, even as though they were mine enemies. Try me, O God, and seek the ground of my heart. Prove me and examine my thoughts. Look well if there be any way of wickedness in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twentieth chapter of the book of First Samuel. Then David fled from Naoth and Ramah, and went and said to Jonathan, What have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before your father, that he seeks my life? So Jonathan said to him, By no means you shall not die. Indeed, my father will do nothing, either great or small, without first telling me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. Then David took an oath again and said, Your father certainly knows that I have found favor in your eyes. And he has said, Do not let Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. So Jonathan said to David, Whatever you yourself desire, I will do it for you. And David said to Jonathan, Indeed, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king to eat. But let me go, that I may hide in the field until the third day at evening. If your father misses me at all, then say, David earnestly asked permission of me, that he might run over to Bethlehem, his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he says thus, it is well, your servant will be safe. But if he is very angry, be sure that evil is determined by him. Therefore, you shall deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. Nevertheless, if there is iniquity in me, kill me yourself, for why should you bring me to your father? But Jonathan said, Far be it from you, for if I knew certainly that evil was determined by my father to come upon you, then would I not tell you? Then David said to Jonathan, Who will tell me, or what if your father answers you roughly? And Jonathan said to David, Come, let us go out into the field. So both of them went out into the field. Then Jonathan said to David, The Lord God of Israel is witness. When I have sounded out my father sometime tomorrow or the third day, and indeed there is good toward David, and I do not send to you and tell you, may the Lord do so and much more to Jonathan. But if it pleases my father to do you evil, then I will report it to you and send you away, that you may go in safety. And the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. 
And you shall not only show me the kindness of the Lord while I still live, that I might not die, but you shall not cut off your kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord has cut off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Let the Lord require it at the hand of David's enemies. Now Jonathan again caused David to vow, because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the new moon, and you will be missed, because your seat will be empty. And when you have stayed three days, go down quickly, and come to the place where you hid on the day of the deed, and remain by the stone of Ezel. And I will shoot three arrows to the side, as though I shot a target. And there I will send a lad, saying, Go find the arrows. If I expressly said to the lad, Look, the arrows are on the side of you, get them and come. Then, as the Lord lives, there is safety for you and no harm. But if I say thus to the young man, Look, the arrows are beyond you. Go your way, for the Lord has sent you away. And as for the matter which you and I have spoken of, indeed, the Lord be between you and me forever. Then David hid in the field, and when the new moon had come, the king sat down to eat the feast. Now the king sat on his seat, and at other times on his, on his seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose, and Abner sat by Saul's side, but David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul did not say anything that day, for he thought, Something has happened to him. He is unclean. Surely he is unclean. And it happened the next day, the second day of the month, that David's place was empty. And Saul said to Jonathan, his son, Why has the son of Jesse not come to eat, either yesterday or today? So Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked permission of me to go to Bethlehem. And he said, Please let me go, for our family has a sacrifice in the city, and my brother has commanded me to be there. And now if I have found favor in your eyes, please let me get away and see my brothers. Therefore he has not come to the king's table. Then Saul's anger was aroused against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, you shall not be established, nor your kingdom. Now therefore send and bring him to me, for he shall surely die. And Jonathan answered Saul his father and said to him, Why should he be killed? What has he done? Then Saul cast a spear at him to kill him, by which Jonathan knew that it was determined by his father to kill David. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger and ate no food the second day of the month. For he was grieved for David, because his father had treated him shamefully. And so it was in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David, and a little lad was with him. Then he said to his lad, Now run, find the arrows which I shoot. As the lad ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. When the lad had come to the place where the arrow was, which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried out after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond you? And Jonathan cried out after the lad, Make haste, hurry, do not delay. So Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came back to his master. But the lad did not know anything. Only Jonathan and David knew the matter. Then Jonathan gave his weapons to his lad and said to him, Go, carry them to the city. As soon as the lad was gone, David arose from a place toward the south, fell on his face to the ground, and bowed down three times. And they kissed one another, and they wept together, but David more so. Then Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, since we have both sworn in the name of the Lord, saying, May the Lord be between you and me, and between your descendants and my descendants forever. 
So he arose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. Here endeth the first lesson. The other Benedict says on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, that he should be offended one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. <clears throat> and the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. <clears throat> so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat. But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk and afterward will you eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded say, we are unprofitable servants we have done what was our duty to do. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, whose never-failing providence ordereth all things, both in heaven and earth, we humbly beseech thee to put away from us all hurtful things, and to give us those things which are profitable for us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. In our, uh, just... In our lesson from Samuel, we just highlight the kind of the framework we're entering into with David, which is really a, we should see it as a paradigm of the spiritual life. So David is the Lord's anointed, um, and he is being opposed by the, um, you know, the king he displaced. And so he will be running from Saul for a while now, being pursued. Uh, and And this is a type of the spiritual life, because we in Christ are anointed. Jesus is the Messiah, the anointed one. We're baptized into him, and the spiritual life involves sharing to some degree in that testing wilderness experience that all of the Lord's anointed uh, face, from Adam and Eve in the garden, the test, from Israel in the wilderness, the test. Now David, uh, the Lord's anointed, and, you know, it's, and if you think about it, he is the chosen of God, and now he's going to spend seven years of his life running. Uh, this is the test. And the test is, will he remain faithful through that wilderness experience? And um, we can see this, the, the assault of the enemies 
who here he's you know we can be seeing this narrative Saul and the forces that try to uh, pursue David and kill him uh, but in the spiritual life the forces are really the spiritual forces the world the flesh and the devil that assault us every day and our battle in the midst of that is to stay faithful to God's will and word in the midst of the trials and and so we can look at how David does that in the wilderness in the chapters ahead as a model for ourselves um, we should note that um, one of our morning prayer canticles, Benedictus S, it's a canticle that comes from an apocryphal book called The Song of the Three Children. And it's a song that Daniel, it comes, it's, it's positioned in the book of Daniel where Daniel's three friends get thrown into the midst of the burning fiery furnace and God saves them. But in the apocryphal book of The Song of the Three Children, this a canticle that's put on their lips is what they sing as they're in the midst of the fire and we see that fire of trial. So one thing we think about when we're praying morning prayer and saying Benedictus Assis are sort of, you know, in that position of David in the midst of trials of life, praising God in the midst of the fire and holding on to God at his praise and his being faithful. And knowing that this is the key thing, that knowing that the long-term result of being uh, connected to God and being God's anointed is God will vindicate us. God's going to bring David to the throne. He will take us through our trial. So the real danger in the spiritual life is that we will get distracted into vengeance or temptation or get pulled away from that faithfulness because God will in the long term be faithful to his promises, which is kind of remind me also reading Benedictus today, where uh, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham. So it took 2,000 years from Abraham to the New Testament for God to finally, he's going to do what he, but God will always do what he says he's going to do. Sometimes it just takes a little bit more time. And we have, we're tested by being called to faithfully endure in the promises until God acts. And as a related note on the spiritual life, the, the in the New Testament, we're, we're called to forgive. And the um, the tendency or the, the impulse to not forgive, to take vengeance, is another spiritual temptation. Um, because what it does is somebody does something to us, we get angry, and we decide to stay angry. We'll cultivate anger, we'll, be, we'll become bitter. And now all of a sudden, rather than acting out of our relationship of prayer with God in peace and doing the right, now we're going to react to the evil someone has done to us. We're going to try to get back at them. We're going to try to strike them. So the forgiveness is not just about it. It's not about ignoring wrong. It's about continuing to live in relationship with God. We'll see that David does this, though he's being continually wronged. He lives in his prayer and he's going to refuse to strike back at Saul. God in his good time will judge Saul. And so this is in this lesson, we get that sin is not ignored. The lesson does say if, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him. You know, the only thing we have to be careful about with this is this would this would be like a real sin, not like I got minorly offended. So I'm going to confront you with every time you forgot to say hi to me or something like that. This is not calling for a thin skin uh, this is calling, you know, if there's something wrong you need to address, say, hey, you did this and this, I felt about this, but, but avoid that's, but, and then the idea that we got to continue to forgive is simply 
the idea that every day we come to God in our prayer asking for forgiveness, though often it's the same thing. So we come to God, you know, 70 times 7. So when people come to us, we're to mirror God's relationship to us with them. Offering grace, you know, when, when they're sorry, probably keeping distance in relationships that aren't restored. We, we have healthy boundaries with people who aren't, you know, who aren't, um, you know, responsible for their own behavior. And um, the, 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 the key result of this, when Jesus says the or the key, a key point here is when Jesus says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll, you'll say, you know, this tree jump into the water and it'll go. But then he says, well, how do you do this? Well, um, it's, it's uh, the unprofitable servant just kept doing all the things he was told to do. And we did everything that the master told him to do. He said, I'm just an unprofitable servant. I'm just doing what I was told. That is the great faith, which means as we, by, uh, like David, persevere in doing what is right, persevere in living in relationship to God, not being distracted by others, God will, our faith will be rewarded and we will be vindicated. Huge obstacles in our lives will be removed. It often takes time. So we continue in that faith. We So I think a lot of times faith has shown, we say, well, hey, tree, jump in the water. And we, okay, it's been five minutes. Tree's not in the water yet. But with our prayer, the horizons are often years as we persevere in this. But we'll notice over time as we persevere in faith and faithfulness, a large obstacles in our lives begin to move. We begin to understand God's faithfulness and God's blessing. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll conclude this morning with the intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands. They may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. We'll pause for people to remember their intercessions. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, one about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you in prayer this morning. Have a great Friday and beginning of the weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace. Have a wonderful day, everybody.
Bye-bye.